Thank you for tuning into our podcast discussing advertising. I'm Shiloh Tews, Associate Registrar for Licensure with the College of Veterinarians of Ontario. I'm joined by the college's practice advisor, Dr. Susan Sabatini. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Shiloh. I'm pleased to join you. Advertising is one of the most popular questions we receive in practice advice. The college takes every opportunity to help veterinarians and their staff understand their professional obligations regarding advertising. Absolutely. In serving the public interest, the college, like other regulated professions, ensures that the public is protected from false, misleading, or deceptive information in marketing by its members. The college also ensures that marketing by their members is consistent with the duties, integrity, and dignity of the profession. Let's first consider why veterinarians are regulated. Regulation of a profession occurs when the people, through their government, determine that certain types of services are sufficiently complex as to create a level of risk to the public that the service must be limited to those with specific qualifications. Those granted the privilege of practicing the profession are in a state of limited competition in which the market is shared by a small number of service providers. In exchange for that limited competition, veterinarians and other professionals are expected to uphold certain values and ethics, among them professionalism. Veterinarians provide professional services for which a fee is charged to the public. Therefore, they must balance professionalism with working in a competitive market. However, the public expects veterinarians to adhere to standards of professionalism, which are higher than those of retailers. Marketing to the public must be consistent with these standards and not bring the profession into disrepute. Veterinarians, in promoting their services, should choose marketing strategies that ensure the dignity and integrity of the profession are upheld. The information in their advertising must be factual and verifiable. Demonstrating professional and ethical conduct in the advertising they produce contributes to veterinarians earning and maintaining public trust. I hope that gives you a bit of a background as to why the college is involved in advertising. We certainly appreciate that this can be a complex area for licensed members to understand. Susan, you get a lot of questions on advertising. Last year alone, the college's practice advisory service responded to just under 1,500 inquiries. And of those, advertising was the third highest in the number of questions we received. Let's focus on some of the key areas that were asked about, prices, testimonials, and content of advertisements. Susan, can veterinarians advertise prices? Yes, prices can be advertised. When advertising prices, be clear as to what is included in the price cited. Also, if any taxes will be additional or if they'll be included. A lot of members of the public are not aware that um, veterinary services um, are taxed. As with all advertising, fees cannot be misleading. Discounts can also be advertised. For example, if a veterinary clinic is promoting Dental Health Month, dental cleanings can be advertised as being 10% off. Seniors, military, multiple pet, new client discounts can all be advertised as well if that is part of the veterinary facility's fee structure. Along that line, we often get asked about $1 examinations. What are the parameters for that type of advertisement? The college does not make policy related to business models or fee structures. Veterinarians who own practices determine the fees and charges for their services. Advertised prices should not be 
deceptive or misleading. You can certainly advertise a dollar examination, but with all fees, clients need to be informed about what the dollar exam does and does not provide. Veterinary medicine is a competitive marketplace. Like most service-oriented enterprises, veterinarians may want to look to their existing clients to help grow their business. That brings us to the area of testimonials. This is an area where we receive numerous questions, mostly surrounding a misunderstanding of what constitutes a testimonial. While veterinarians are, of course, encouraged to advertise and market their services, they may not make use of testimonials in doing so. A testimonial in the context of advertising is a statement from a client, former client, or other person that is solicited directly or indirectly by a veterinarian and used in an advertisement for the purpose of demonstrating esteem, admiration, gratitude, or praise for services provided by or experiences with the practice. Testimonials have long been a restriction of regulators. Regulation 1093 clearly states that testimonials are prohibited in veterinarian-controlled advertising. This applies to all forms of advertising, including websites, social media, print, etc. Testimonials include a wide range of activities. They are lovely handwritten thank you cards from grateful pet owners. They are the reviews and star ratings available on a variety of social media platforms. And they are the comments that clients may post on their personal Facebook page discussing the service received at the hospital or clinic. Some of the activities are simply beyond the control of a veterinarian. However, those advertising scenarios which are within the veterinarian's control should not include testimonials. Susan, can you provide some examples to help bring clarity to how the college addresses testimonials? Sure. In many situations, third-party vendors hired by veterinarians to help with advertising and marketing initiatives may recommend the use of testimonials as they do with other business clients. These vendors may not be aware of the profession-based responsibilities. Veterinarians are ultimately responsible for ensuring that testimonials do not appear in the advertising they develop and control, including clinic websites. Providing links to review sites on the clinic's website is indirectly soliciting testimonials and therefore is not allowed. Veterinarians should refrain from posting pictures of thank you cards from their clients on their clinic's website as this is a form of a testimonial as well. Displaying the thank you cards within the veterinary facility is permissible as this is not considered advertising to the general public since the audience is the existing client base. Asking clients to post reviews or ratings on a third-party internet website with or without incentives is generally considered soliciting testimonials and is also prohibited. The problem with testimonials is they are subjective and as such are rarely unbiased. Certainly they may be genuine, but they may also be fabricated to either support or counter the growth of a business. It's also difficult to verify who created a testimonial and under what circumstances that testimonial was made. It's also not possible to determine its accuracy. For an animal owner making a decision on the health care of their animal, testimonials are neither reliable nor verifiable. It's preferable for clients and the public to base their individual confidence on their encounter and outcome with the veterinarian rather than on testimonials which are based on personal feelings or opinion. The college understands there are times when comments are posted by members of the public on third-party websites and social media without a veterinarian's encouragement or approval. These postings are beyond a veterinarian's control. 
In fact, with current marketing strategies, including websites, Facebook, Twitter, and other online media, the posting of comments and reviews by members of the public is quite common. The college has no regulatory authority over third-party websites. Veterinarians also do not control this dialogue. The college does not expect veterinarians to monitor and manage social media, which is in the public domain. Veterinarians are encouraged to let the work they do in the delivery of safe, quality veterinary medicine speak for itself. Great advice. Let's move on to the content of advertisements. The information provided in an advertisement should be factual and verifiable. Also, it should not be false, misleading, or deceptive. What are some other things veterinarians should consider when developing the wording for their advertisements? An ad cannot contain endorsements or promotion of specific products, brands of products, brand name drugs, or even third-party service providers. Ads cannot guarantee a cure or make claims about the effectiveness of a treatment that can't be reasonably supported as a professional opinion. Claims of superiority are also not acceptable. You can't suggest that your clinic is the best clinic in town or that it delivers the most compassionate care, as those are not things that can be verified. However, if you have been voted the best veterinary clinic through a local media outlet, you can advertise that, providing the award and the source of the award are clearly presented. I often get questions about advertising incentive programs in order to increase business. Clients should not be offered compensation, rewards, or incentives to refer others to a veterinarian's practice. Another point to keep in mind when advertising is the use of, is the, use of the terms specialize or specialist. Veterinary facilities can only use these terms if a veterinarian on staff is board certified, that they hold a certificate of specialization for the, from the CVMA and or the AVMA. It's acceptable to advertise that you have an interest in a specific procedure or area of veterinary medicine, but as, as I said, you can only use the terms specialist and specialized if you're board certified. As you've already mentioned, Shiloh, advertising needs to be factual and not misleading, which is why these guidelines are in place. As veterinarians, we don't want our advertising to demean the integrity of the profession or bring the profession into disrepute. There is a good deal of information for veterinarians to be aware of when it comes to advertising. If you have further questions, please review the advertising pages found on the college website. And of course, I'm available to assist when, with any additional questions you might have. Before we conclude, I want to go over some things to keep in mind for veterinarians participating in social media. In this digital age, social media offers many personal and professional benefits that veterinarians and other professionals are recognizing. However, it is also important to remain aware of the potential risks. Veterinarians are expected to uphold their obligations to professional integrity and ethics and earning the public trust. When using social media, veterinarians should reflect on several fundamental principles. The maintenance of professionalism and ethics, the importance of privacy and confidentiality, compliance with relevant legislation including the Veterinarians Act, Ontario Regulation 1093, and the Personal Information Protection and Electronic Documents Act, PEPIDA. The maintenance of professional and respectful relationships with clients, colleagues, coworkers, and staff. We mentioned earlier the website as a resource to review before embarking on new advertising and marketing efforts. Susan, can you share some other tools the college has available? Sure, Shiloh. 
We know advertising can be a complex topic and the college wants to assist veterinarians and their staff to better understand their obligations. The college's website has a section called Professionalism in Advertising, which explains expectations relating to professionalism in advertising, the use of social media, the use of testimonials, and also an FAQ section. This can be found at cbo.org slash advertising. I do encourage you to review the materials there. Uh, the FAQs certainly address a lot of the questions um, we receive over and over again at the college. Uh, so this is a great place to um, start when preparing your advertising. I'd also like to mention that we have a professional practice standard on um, advertising, which is also a helpful reference. If you can't find what you're looking for, or if you have any questions on, on the materials you, you have um, reviewed on our website, um, please feel free to call me with any questions you might have. Thank you, Susan, for joining me for this podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We hope you found this to be useful and informative. Please feel free to contact the college if you have any questions.